Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. of air, I think one of the things that just about everybody has in common is that we would like clean air, right? I I think uh, irrespective of how people feel about uh, climate change or global warming or fossil fuels or renewable energy or uh, any of the hot button issues regarding the climate or the environment – I think everybody, nobody wants the air, the water to be filthy. And so the question often becomes is, how do you make sure that the air that we're breathing is clean? How do you make sure the water we're drinking is clean? How do you make sure that the environment is pristine? Or if not totally pristine, as pristine as we can get while not living in a horse and buggy age? Well... Dane Wigington has done some fascinating work and some thought-provoking work that I've been uh, digging into a big part of the weekend. He is the lead researcher for geoengineeringwatch.org. He's an investigator into climate engineering. He uh, did a documentary which got a lot of attention called The Dimming. Dane, I appreciate you joining me and uh, staying up late with us. Frank, how are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for joining me on the radio. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Dane, before we get into the work that you're doing on geoengineeringwatch.org and uh, geoengineering in general, one of the the things that it's becoming increasingly apparent to me anyway that's a real problem in society, particularly in America, but maybe in the whole world, is sort of the, the climate industry and all the money that there is to be made in climate mitigation and repairing the climate. And uh, I'm curious if you have any general thoughts on the climate industry, Dane. Well, certainly you have disaster capitalists with any scenario like this. And I would equate that to pirates filling their pockets with loot on a sinking ship. But it would be a mistake to believe that the damage to the planet isn't real and climate engineering being Although the single greatest factor, it is by no means the only factor. So I I would encourage people to get past the likes of Al Gore and his hypocrisy and every single environmental group and their hypocrisy and the notion that, quote, green energy is going to save us. And I can can talk at any depth about that issue. I mean, my home was 
on the cover of the world's largest renewable energy magazine. I, I formerly worked for Bechtel Power, the largest engineering firm in the world. Um, and this is what got me into this issue, Frank, was that I was losing massive amounts of my solar power uptake from what aircraft were spraying. So think about that hypocrisy. You have the so-called climate science community and the green community actually pushing for geoengineering as if it's not being done already, and at the same time pushing for solar power and wind power and hydropower, all of which is being radically diminished by climate engineering. How stupid is that? Okay, so let's clarify those two terms for uh, people that are listening and, and may not be familiar with them. You use the terms geoengineering and climate engineering. What are each of those? One and the same. So you have the stated purpose of what's happening in our skies. One of the terms used in the climate science community is solar radiation management. And the expressed objective with solar radiation management is to put jet aircraft in the sky to spray light-scattering spark particles into the atmosphere to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy. We have this on film footage, so we're not guessing. We, we've put a at over six figures expense and great difficulty. We put a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab at altitude, top scientists, test collected samples between heavy aircraft, processed that at one of the world's most renowned testing institutions, found exactly what we knew we would find, climate engineering elements. Again, we have film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. This is not speculation. This is fully deployed geoengineering operations. But yet we have the whole of the so-called climate science community telling us, yeah, that's exactly what it would look like, and that's exactly the kind of elements we'd use, but that's really not what you're seeing or not what you're really finding in your test, which we are. So, again, we're living in a planetary asylum at this point. We have governments all around the globe that are actively or passively participating in these programs. The, the consequences are already catastrophic, and we have a population that simply doesn't want to know the truth. What? Um, so that leads me to my next question. You said we have governments all over the world that are actively or passively participating in these projects. Who's doing these geoengineering projects? Who's responsible specifically? They, the ones at the very top, always, it's where the money comes from. It's those who control the central bankers. They control militaries, thus they control countries, and all roads lead there. Anyone who thinks that any elected official, I don't care what political stripe they wear, is in control of anything, is simply not connected to reality. Those who control the money control everything else. So that's where all roads lead. And as far as the intergovernmental cooperation, we're not guessing in that arena either. We have documents at geoengineeringwatch.org, governmental documents, Senate documents. In fact, we have one Senate document, 800 pages long, that specifically outlines the global cooperation, even between otherwise adversarial nations like China, Russia, U.S., no matter what the, the surface conflict may be, they are absolutely all colluding and cooperating on climate engineering operations for various agendas and objectives, each to their own, but serving their own purposes. It cannot be otherwise. You cannot climate engineer over your own country without affecting the entire world. That's indisputable scientifically. And we have, again, great detail on this intergovernmental cooperation. So the climate engineering that's going on in the United States, for instance, that's being done with the goal of mitigating climate change or or exacerbating climate change. Okay, again, I want to clarify that. I, what I stated, that's the stated goal. Let's uh -huh. call this what it is. This is weather warfare, period. 
This is where the warfare. We can speculate on the agendas and objectives again, but this is where the warfare. What we're seeing right now, what we've seen in in previous years increasing systematically is a targeting of agricultural regions with various forms of climate cataclysm. And again, this is not to say that the climate system isn't broken from other sure. sources. We've been very bad stewards of the planet. I don't think anybody can argue that. It's not about whether you like Al Gore or not. I certainly don't. But it's about reality. That being said, why wouldn't governments use this to control not just adversarial nations, but their own populations? So I would encourage your listeners to look back at a video of Lyndon Johnson 60, 61 years ago. They can see him, former U.S. president, at the beginning of every single weekly commercial-free news update put out by geoengineeringwatch.org. We're on 22 stations around the country. They can see it at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, our website. First 20 seconds of that video is film footage of Lyndon Johnson stating in 1962 former U.S. president, that we had the power to control the world's cloud layer then. And, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And, indeed, this is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex because they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault, and they can blame it on nature, and that's exactly what they're doing, Frank. What are some of the negative and adverse effects that we've seen of climate engineering so far? Wow, well, it would that list is so incredibly long. Let me hit the high points, all of which are existential threats. First, it's destroying the ozone layer. If people think that it was just the hairspray cans, think again. Yeah, those are harmful on a very, very small scale. Climate engineering operations uh, exponentially more devastating. Climate engineering, single greatest source of ozone layer destruction. We're getting UVC on the surface right now. That's a DNA-damaging spectrum of UV radiation. That's the final step before X-ray. I think we all know how harmful that is. It's killing crops, killing plankton, causing skin cancer, heating up parked cars at astronomical rates, which they talk about on all the climate engineering cover-up channels like the Weather Channel. You can feel this. If anybody can't feel how intense the sun is, they're not paying attention. So that's an existential threat near-term by itself. And when I say near-term, I'm not saying millennia out or centuries out. Well, we're talking about on the current course, end of this decade. Ozone layers disintegrated, no more food, total starvation. Forest fires, single greatest factor climate engineering by disrupting the hydrological cycle. And the elements that are in the air, and this is a very near-term existential threat, we're talking about extremely toxic elements, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, surfactants, and graphene. Graphene, if we take that by itself, that's like a vascular machete when it's inhaled interest of the olfactory nerve goes into the bloodstream, crosses the blood-brain barrier. All of these elements are in our precipitation, which means they're in our breathable air column, which means we're all breathing them in. They're all harmful by themselves, but when you combine them, the, the toxicity goes through the roof. It's called synergistic toxicity. So again, Frank, is it any wonder that degenerative neurological diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, ALS, off the scale, respiratory everything, off the scale. And yes, we have industrialized pollution, not denying that. We're going through 100 million barrels of hydrocarbon fuel a day. That's, this is devastating. But the intentional disruption of the planet's life support systems to use weather as a weapon 
is even more harmful. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. We're talking with uh, Dane Wigington. He's the lead researcher for geoengineeringwatch.org. He also has a documentary called The Dimming, exploring some of the issues that we're talking about. So it sounds like uh, you're saying that the climate change could potentially be uh, a real problem, but the threats of climate engineering may even outweigh the threats of climate change. Excellent, excellent summary. Right on the money. This is going from the frying pan into the fire because the climate intervention operations have completely derailed the planet's life support systems. And to add more to this, Frank, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, we had a click on the phone. I'm not sure what that is. Anyway, it's not only the saturation of the atmosphere with these electrically conductive, highly toxic particles. Those particles are then manipulated with extremely powerful frequency transmissions one facility is HARP in Alaska. You may have heard of that. Your listeners may have heard of that. That's a weapon of mass destruction. They, they, the official sources try to play this off like it's some benign research facility. It couldn't be further from the truth. HARP's an ionosphere heater. It can heat the ionosphere to extraordinarily high temperatures because it causes an electrical chain reaction in that electrically charged layer of the atmosphere. That creates a bulge in space up and down. Frank, have you seen the extreme temperatures in the Pacific Northwest that are happening right now? Yes. Yes, I have, actually. That's that's signature ionosphere heater. In fact, media is now acknowledging that that kind of heat dome, especially this time of year, is at minimum a once in one thousand year event. At minimum, and we hear that term all the time now, don't we, Frank? With once in one thousand year hail event, once in one thousand year flood event, uh, with with all these scenarios, it's now weekly we see these things. So. Again, when HARP beams 3.5 million watts of power into the ionosphere, causes an electrical chain reaction, pushes the atmosphere up and down, that downward push is a high-pressure heat dome. Why would they do that? Because in the northern hemisphere, that rotates clockwise in the atmosphere, and that steers all the moisture around that zone, just like a pulley. And they can direct the upper-level wind currents, thus they can direct the moisture flows. So, again... We can speculate as to the agendas and objectives, and and it's not hard to speculate when you have the top global influencers, if you will, those that are connected to those who print the money, stating clearly human populations need to be reduced. It's it's not hard to speculate that when you control the food supply, you control populations. One of the one of the people that frequently gets mentioned in the context of discussions about climate engineering and some other concerns about the food supply has been Bill Gates. What, if anything, does your research suggest Bill Gates is doing with respect to climate engineering? Bill Gates is is little more than a prop in the play. These operations were fully deployed before he was born. We know deployment at scale happened immediately after World War II. Frank, you've seen the World War II bombers that leave the big trails behind them. Mm -hmm. many, Many people use that as a defense. Look, it's just connotation, right? We captured, it's on the dimming from military archives, we captured film footage from B-17s flying in formation, taken from one B-17 of the rest of the B-17s, and we captured up-close footage of a B-17 with a massive dispersion coming out of it, shutting that off instantly like it had been cut with a knife. 
The plane didn't fall out of the air, didn't kill all the engines. Clearly, that was a dispersion. And they would have had to have been beta testing in World War II in order to deploy right after World War II. And they started over the polar regions, which would make sense because the polar regions are the air conditioners of the planet. And again, about the whole condensation trail narrative, period, let's, let's blow that out of the water right now. We have, again, up-close film footage of these aircraft at altitude, nozzles visible, turning on and off. All military tankers, all commercial carrier aircraft have what's called a high-bypass turbofan jet engine. It is a jet-powered fan. 90% of the air that moves through that engine is not combusted. By design, it's nearly incapable of producing any condensation trail except under very rare extreme circumstances. The other day, uh, I had on a a fellow who uh, proudly claims to be a debunker on the issue of chemtrails. Uh, His name is Mick West. I want to play for you what he said about chemtrails and then get you to uh, respond. This is from uh, Thursday morning's program. What does the evidence suggest and what does your research suggest is the truth behind chemtrails? Uh, Well, the truth really is that there's no evidence that the government is spraying anything on us secretly. Now, the government actually sprays things on us deliberately now and then. They they, they do things for uh, mosquito abatement, for example. So they're actually kind of spraying a, a toxin out of the back of a plane. Uh, there's things like cloud seeding, which is a real thing. This is actually weather, uh, weather modification is a real thing that's been done quite openly since the 1950s. And uh, it... But, is very different to the chemtrail theory because chemtrails are all about these these trails that are left behind planes high in the sky. But weather modification is just something that is done at a low altitude using small planes, and it doesn't even leave a trail. It's something that you do. You just spray this silver iodide onto a, a cloud. So the actual evidence that people uh, give to support the theory, and there's a lot of it. There's, you know, it's one of these things like, you know, say, the moon landing hoax. There's endless, endless pages of, of different types of uh, supposed evidence. None of it actually stands up. You know, I've spent many, many years looking at all these claims of evidence, and I've pretty much explained every single one of them. Uh, Dane, what would your response to Mick West be? My response to Mick West, a, a former video game programmer that's who he is did you hear in that entire diatribe did you hear a single fact one single fact except him claiming that he's looked at the facts and there is no data to back anything up what i'm asking people to do is not to believe this paid debunker and he 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 debunks anything and everything on his website that in any way conflicts with any governmental narrative anything every subject he's there former computer gaming programmer. That's who he is. So I'm asking people not to believe that individual or to believe me. I'm asking them to believe what they can see with their own eyes. We have film footage of these aircraft, KC-10s, KC-135, C-17 Globemasters, and commercial aircraft with commercial markings, nozzles visible, turning on and off. That is not condensation. Again, and if they watch the dimming documentary, we have U.S. Air Force generals, two of them, acknowledging these programs. We have the former Canadian Minister of Defense acknowledging these programs. We have the former U.S. Presidential Cabinet members, Canadian Premier of British Columbia. We have top scientists. So are we going to believe them and the film footage we can see with our own eyes and lab testing done at the world's most renowned testing laboratory, or are we going to believe a former 
computer gaming programmer. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201 201- Two two five seven one three zero for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. <laughs> um, if people want to see the dimming documentary, what's the best way for them to do that? For free at geoengineeringwatch.org. We spent well into six figures on that film. Wow. Extraordinary effort. We made it available for free the moment it was done. There have been some people that have compared what's happening with climate engineering to some of the things that the pharmaceutical companies are are up to, which some folks claim has actually made some of the situations in healthcare actually worse than the ailments that they were seeking to heal or cure in the first place, is that a comparison that you would uh, that you would subscribe to? I make that comparison all the time. How many pharmaceutical commercials do we see every single day on Matrix Media? Take this for that symptom, and by the way, here's the side effects. And when you get done hearing the list of 20 or 30 side effects, you wonder who in the world would take that concoction. And yet, people do, because they seem to want to not reason through the situation on their own. And that's exactly what we have here. We have the, the pharmaceutical industrial approach to planet Earth, using weather as a weapon. And again, this is historical fact as far as weather weaponry. Uh, we have Project Popeye in Vietnam that was so successful at controlling weather in Vietnam that by 1976, international treaty called the Inmod Treaties were restricting weather manipulation in wartime, but not over a country's own population. That's interesting, isn't it? And not that anybody pays attention to those treaties anyway. So, again, when people ask why would they want to modify the weather, my response is why wouldn't they? Of course they would. And Frank, have you heard many people say, well, why would they do this to themselves? Have you had that one thrown out yet? Sure, right. Well, let's look at what they've done to themselves already. They detonated 2,400 nuclear bombs. Did they ask anybody's permission? No, they just did it, including Project Starfish, hydrogen bombs detonated in the magnetosphere, and they had no idea what that would do. In fact, we're still dealing with the consequences of them doing that, but they thought it could collapse the atmosphere if they did it anyway. So the 2,400 nuclear bombs have contaminated all life on Earth. We have Fukushima triple nuclear meltdown, no technology to fix it, no end in sight, everybody pretending it's all gone away now. We have Chernobyl that's about to become a problem again because the sarcophagus is disintegrating, and we're building 60 more nuke plants right now. We're keeping old, dilapidated ones online, 440 of them total, and all of those are painting us into a very dark corner. So, again, we're not dealing with sanity, and and let's not forget the thousands of nuclear bombs, enough to destroy humanity about a thousand times over. Let's not forget that. So we're not dealing with sanity, and that's not a guess either. We have psychoanalysis of those in power. Here's the common thread. A near total lack of comprehension as to the consequences of their actions, even to themselves. Straight out of the manual. Let me end with this. A fellow called in right before you were on the line asking, how long does it take to see a cause and effect? Let's say you see people spraying something in the air. How soon until that changes something? Are we talking a matter of minutes, days, weeks, months, years? Depends entirely on the application. 
again, even if something you don't see over your head, it whatever's happening upstream is affecting the conditions where you're at. So again, this is an extremely complex scenario. In regard to how long the particle descent time is, based on a polymer chemist that we have worked with, descent times can be as, as low as 12 hours, depending on the altitude the dispersion takes place at. When we're talking about chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, Frank, have you seen all the temperature whiplash scenarios where regions are literally going from Denver, Colorado, going from 85 degree all-time record high to single digits in the snow in less than 24 hours. Have you seen those kind of swings? I, I, I actually haven't looked at that. No, I haven't seen that. They're extraordinary swings. You have matrix media, mainstream matrix media, calling this extreme temperature whiplash. It's not historically precedented. It's chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. So leaning back to your question, they are seeding cloud moisture with endothermic reacting elements. Again, we're testing the frozen precipitation. We're not guessing. And that causes what should have been a liquid precipitation event, rain, to become a frozen precipitation event. That's why you have massive hail falling. Have you seen all the hailstorms of late, Freddie? That, that I have. Uh, that I have seen. Um, we're going to have to end it there, Dane. But I hope you'll come back. I have a number of other questions, and people are feverishly emailing me and tweeting me questions uh, for you. So uh, maybe we can continue this again in a week or two, uh, and uh, we can schedule something a bit longer. Hope they watch the dimming in the meantime. Thank you, Greg. Check out uh, geoengineeringwatch.org, and you can see the dimming for free, for free, Uh, geoengineeringwatch.org. All right, Uh, questions, comments, 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.